Repodcasting is part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia. And I'm Janet. How's it going, Janet? Good. How are you? Good. I am really excited this month. It's been a little while since we've had a movie that I'm like, that I was really excited to watch, really excited to recast, really excited to talk about. This is a cult classic. Absolutely. So um, for those who don't know, if you didn't hear last month, we recast The Craft from 1996. It is a quintessential 90s movie. It is a cult classic now. And for me, I watched it probably like shortly after it came out on home video. I would have been probably about 17. I thought it was fun, but I hadn't watched it again. So I was really excited to watch it for the podcast. How about you, Janet? Had you seen it before? I had just seen it in June because it had been on TV. And I hadn't watched it since it initially came out in 96. I went to the movie theater to watch this movie. Nice. And I remember being really into it. I thought it was really good. You know what I think is really cool is next year is going to be the 25th anniversary of this movie. Oh, I wonder if they'll do a reunion or some kind of celebration. Thinking, I wonder if they've got anything special planned for it. I can't believe like 25 years. That's wild. Yeah, that's kind of upsetting. (laughs) Let's not focus on that. Um, So how did it do at the box office? I'm really curious. So uh, the budget was $15 and it was a box office success. It made $55 They said that it was like a complete surprise hit for the studio because the studio never imagined that it was going to do so well. Apparently, the studio didn't have very high expectations for it. Doesn't that feel like, not to like get up on a soapbox or anything, but doesn't it feel like studios often say things like that if the movie is centered around women or around minorities or something that's not white men? I guess. I don't know. I'm just, the more that I read about, you know, how these studio executives often are bad at predicting things it makes you question who's running the show (laughs) who are these studio executives that get these jobs that are so clueless (laughs) about you know what is going to do well like how are you suited for that job if you're constantly making bad decisions or you hear about people yeah yeah or you hear about um studio execs who like passed on back to the future or you know things that ended up becoming gigantic massive hits and like yeah and they keep their jobs right or or do yeah. they i don't know <laughs> i don't know i always wonder about that it's like how did they get that job in the first place if they're so bad at at discerning what's going to be good what's not going to be good i don't know it just sounds like a lot of these you hear a lot of these scenarios where they're like, oh, we never believed it was going to do well. and It's probably nepotism is how they get those yeah, jobs. Maybe. Okay, well, uh, for those who haven't seen it, and P.S., if you haven't, push pause, go watch the movie, and then come back. 
So the synopsis is Sarah starts school in a new city and befriends a coven of witches who need Sarah to realize their powers. That's all I put. <laughs> right. well, that's about right. Yeah, I don't certainly don't want to give anything away. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this was really fun. I really, really enjoyed watching it again. And I actually, I'm fine with all of the four main actresses in it. But I'm also happy to recast them. Like, I do think it's a case where like, even though I like them, I do think we can do better. I think so. Yeah. So do you want to go first? I think I went first last time. Sure. So we decided to recast three of the roles. Sarah Bailey was played by Robin Tunney. Um, Bonnie Harper was played by Nev Campbell. And then Rochelle Zimmerman was played by Rachel True. So Lucy and I both decided that we didn't want to recast Feruza Balk because like she's so amazing in this movie Mm -hmm. and so excellent. And like, there was no way I was going to recast her. Yeah. And like, she's so authentic that I don't know if you discovered this while you're looking up the movie, she ended up buying a magic shop. Like, or sorry, I shouldn't call it a magic shop. It's called pan pipes, magical marketplace in Hollywood because she got so into like all of the witchcraft stuff and she ran that store for six years yeah i did see that (laughs) i think that's so cool yeah she's really interesting (laughs) Mm -hmm. but she was like the she's the regina george basically (laughs) if i was comparing her to someone she's Mm -hmm. like the alpha in the the group but she was amazing like i would never recast her because she was great um but the other three roles I don't know. Robin Tunney, I'm not a fan of at all. Like, I still don't understand how Robin Tunney has a career or has had a career. Because I've yet to see her in anything where I've been like, oh, yeah, like, Robin Tunney, I thought she was good in that. Like, She hasn't had a, like wildly uh, successful career. Like, she's she's a working actor, but... She hasn't done anything like she had a few things in the 90s like this and Empire Records. But other than that, she hasn't done a lot where it's like she's not a household name, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But I don't know. I'm not a fan. I don't really think much of her. Nev Campbell. I don't know. Nev Campbell, same thing. Mm -hmm. I never really understood the buzz. Yeah. Nev Campbell. I run hot and cold on Nev Campbell, even though there will be times where I'm like, oh, I really like her. But it's not that I think she's a very good actor. <laughs> like, I don't. I think she's kind of one note and melodramatic. I feel like she'd be suited to a soap opera. Yeah, Nev Campbell is always the same. It's always the same performance that you get out of her, basically. Mm-hmm. And I've seen her in a few different things, and it's she's always the same. And then Rochelle True, I mean, or sorry, Rachel True. Uh, she was okay, but again, I was like... Her performance. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't think it was, there was anything spectacular or even that it was standout in any way. Right. So for Sarah Bailey, which was played by Robin Tunney, I picked Vanessa Marcel. Oh, okay. Do you know who she is? Yeah, from General Hospital. Yes, she played Brenda. Yeah. I feel like that's where a lot of people will know her from. That's kind of her best-known role, and she mm-hmm. was also on 90210 for a while. Oh, okay. She played Gina. So the thing about Vanessa Marcel, I really like Vanessa Marcel. I think that 
she never made that transition mm-hmm. from TV to film, even though she seemed like she was going to break out. Because she did this movie with Nicolas Cage in 1996, the oh. same year as this movie, called The Rock. What? I forgot she was in that. Yeah, she was in that. She, I believe she plays his girlfriend okay. in it. And I'll never forget when she starred in that movie and when it came out, she got a lot of critical buzz for her performance and it really seemed like she was on the edge. It seemed like she was going to break into film, that that was her breakout role. And then I don't know what happened. It mm. didn't happen for her. And I never understood why it didn't happen for her because I always thought she was very good. Me too. I mean, I like her. I, I always liked her. I thought she was very good. I thought she was a very good dramatic actress she can do comedy as well, but so I don't get it. And she definitely would have been the right age for this role as well. And I think she would have been perfect as the lead because people would have already known who she was. And I think she could have played a high school student. She had like a very, she looked young enough to, she was the same age as Robin Tunney. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I thought she was older. She's like a couple of years older. Okay. They're basically in the same age range. Mm-hmm. So I think she she would have been quite good. I would have liked to have seen her in that. And I think a, like a movie like this, like imagine what it would have done for her career, right? Yeah. It would have shot her into like superstardom for sure. Mm-hmm. It would have been good. Um, then for the role of Bonnie Hunter, played by Nev Campbell, I went with Selma Blair. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because I can't believe Selma Blair wasn't cast in this movie. Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, we'll talk about this after if you want. But, you know, there was a list of female actors who auditioned for this, right? And I can't believe that Selma Blair was not one of them. I was so surprised that her name was not on the list of all the people that they auditioned for this. How old was she? She probably was a teenager then, right? Yeah, Selma Blair is, I believe she's about 48 or 49 now. Oh, okay. She would have been about the right age. Yeah. And I could really see her in that role, the Bonnie role, because for some reason I was thinking of the role that she played in Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Like, kind of like that really quiet and, you know, like, like that emo sort of (laughs) vibe Mm -hmm. that Bonnie had. But then, you know, then she really, like, once her back is fine, (laughs) then she becomes like this femme fatale like she's all sexy or whatever (laughs) i could see selma blair like being able to play that Mm -hmm. better than nev campbell did like i didn't believe i believed nev campbell as like an emo depressed teenager Mm -hmm. but not when she started coming out of her shell and was all like sassy yeah i agree believe her anymore Mm -hmm. and i didn't feel like I felt like I knew what the movie was trying to say with it, but that it wasn't getting said properly with Nev Campbell. Yeah. Um, I really like that. Sorry, I just need to say because 
I honestly feel like you could put Selma Blair into every Nev Campbell role. Like, I don't know why. I just feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a really good, like, (laughs) one-to-one. But also, I feel that Selma Blair is a better actor, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. Than Nev Campbell. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Selma Blair is somebody who I don't think has had the career that she should have had either. Yeah, I know. There have been times where she also felt on the brink. Yeah. Like, I feel like Selma Blair is capable of so much, but, like, didn't seem to have the opportunities there. Yeah. She, I first heard of her in a show called Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane, and she was one of the leads. And she was so charismatic and so fun. And it was a comedy and she was really funny. And I, for sure, like, from watching that show, I was like, oh, she's going to be a star. Well, the thing that I find about Selma Blair, or her appeal anyway, is that she's one of those actors. She always steals the scene. (laughs) Yeah. Like, when she's on screen, you can't help, you can't take your eyes off of her. And I mean, obviously, she's very attractive, but that's not why. Like, she's just got, she's one of those actors, like, she's got that intense, screen presence like even in Legally Blonde mm-hmm. she plays um, that guy she plays the girlfriend oh I yes yeah, yeah boyfriend's name or whatever but I can't even remember her character's name right now in Legally Blonde is it Mir no not Vivian Vivian she oh wow Vivian but even in Legally Blonde it's like for a minute there you're like she kind of is stealing this from <laughs> from Reese Witherspoon that's awesome like she's yeah I just think she's so good so I mean I like I say I can't believe that she wasn't cast in this movie she would have been perfect yeah I loved her in The Sweetest Thing she's like the third build because it's very much about Cameron Diaz and Christina Applegate but I agree that like she does frequently steal the show in every scene she's in Um, And so then uh, for the Rochelle Zimmerman role, which was played by Rachel True, like, I didn't necessarily feel compelled to put in, like, a black actor, but I did put in an Asian actor. So I went with, like, well, it would, in 1996, it would be considered a minority, right? Yeah. But I'm sure they put her in for diversity even then that's kind of surprising that they did that right sure but it is also part of her storyline right like Mm -hmm. who she's trying to get back at in as a witch is because of like the racism towards her right yes so anyway i uh cast ming na wen as rachel true oh okay and you know what ming na wen is another actor who again i mean she's she consistently works for sure, right? I, mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know who she is, I feel like a lot of people will know her as the voice of Mulan in <laughs> the anime, the original animated one. Um, and then now she's on the Agents of Shield. Oh, I didn't know that. She plays an agent <laughs> of Shield. <laughs> I don't watch that show, so. <laughs> But I'm sure, like, anybody who is into that whole world, if you're listening, you know who she plays. Um, But she's on, I know she's on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she has consistently worked. I mean, she has always worked, right? She's been a working actor for years and years. 
But again, she's somebody who I don't feel she has had the career that she should have. Mm-hmm. She's a, I, I really like her. I think she's a good actor. And I would have liked to have seen her in this movie because I think it would have done good things for her career. Yeah. Made her more of a household name, maybe, because she deserves to be one. And I would have liked to have seen what she would have done with the role. Nice. I'm trying to remember. I knew her from a sitcom. Like, that's when I first saw her. I think it was called Nurses. Um, And I've liked her ever since then. You know where I... I mean, I'm going to sound really old and I'm really dating myself by saying this, but I remember her when she was on As the World Turns, which is a soap opera that is not even on anymore. (laughs) Yeah, like this was back in the 80s. But that's where, like, I think that's where I remember her from. And then from, that was kind of, I think, where she got her start was in soap operas. Cool. And then she went. I always find the soap opera thing interesting because there are some actors who get their start in soap operas and then, you know, are able to use that as a stepping stone. But then you also have people who like that is their career for 40 years, sometimes as the same character. It's really interesting. Well, I don't know. I mean, sometimes you have to wonder if like, I think a lot of it is what your ambitions are as well, right? Yeah, sure. Maybe some people want more and, you know, maybe some don't. I Mm -hmm. mean, I'm sure anybody who's been on a soap opera for a long time, like, they make more money than the average person. I bet. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's a – well, I was about to say it's a steady paycheck, but I guess on a soap opera, anybody can get killed off at any time. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. Um, Okay. Well, I very much like those picks. and. Uh, I think we will take a quick break before we get into my picks. I want to talk to you about a new initiative from our friends at ATB called ATB Goodness Grows. ATB Goodness Grows is an initiative that motivates Albertans to bring joyful moments to others. We're all adjusting to being disconnected from the places, people, and experiences we love. So making someone laugh or bringing a smile to their day has never been more needed or more powerful. From live streams connecting business owners to new and fun ways to celebrate things like Father's Day, ATB hopes to inspire Albertans to keep the goodness growing. To find out more or to get involved, visit atb.com slash COVID-19 slash community. And now back to the show. And we're back. Now it's time for uh, me to let you know who I chose for these roles. I'll start with Robin Tunney, Sarah Sarah Bailey. I decided to go with, I wanted to go with somebody who, like, I think which for me is a compliment. <laughs> That's how I, I treat the word now. And so I wanted to find somebody who I think has good witch energy. Um, and I chose Lucy Liu. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's about the same age as Robin Tunney. She's a few years older. At that point, she had been on a lot of TV shows and in a couple of movies, but all very, very small roles. She was actually in re-podcasting favorite Jerry Maguire (laughs) as an ex-girlfriend. And then, but yeah, she had had no major roles at that point. And then her major break came a couple of years later on Ally McBeal. And then Charlie's Angels was in 2000. But this could have been the kickstart for her career. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think that she's such a like 
she's such a badass. There's no other word for it. She's. Oh, I love Lucy Liu. Yeah, she's always like very cool and collected, which I do think that, like, even when we first meet Sarah, she is. We see that she has powers in the classroom. Like, that's why the coven, I'm just going to refer to them as the coven, that's why they bring her in. And I do feel like Lucy Liu would have that right energy. And then also at the end, you realize that she's the most powerful of all of them. So I really love that for her. Well, Lucy, yeah, like Lucy Liu would definitely have played it because there's an intensity about Lucy Liu. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. She has that way of, she can really project and be really intense. Yeah. That was one of the reasons I didn't like Robin Tunney either, because it's like, I'm not getting any intensity off this girl. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she's very um, <laughs> uh, even-toned the entire time. <laughs> yeah, like, she's so bland. Right, yeah. I, I have a soft spot for her because of this movie and because of Empire Records, but I agree that she's not a super skilled actor. So, yeah, I think Lucy Liu would be much, much better. Um, yeah. And then for Bonnie, the Nev Campbell role, I went with Rosario Dawson. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she was actually a teenager at the time. She would have been about 17. But she had already had her break in the movie Kids uh, two yeah. years before, or one year before right. in 95. And, yeah, I just think Rosario Dawson is a really good actor. I think – Nev Campbell is not. <laughs> Nev Campbell is another one who's just very like not quite monotone, but like very She's bland. bland. Yeah, She's bland. Absolutely. Definitely. And Rosaria Dawson has range. So, <laughs> yeah. and also I could see her doing the transition from like shy, introverted emo kid, as you called it, to you know sexy bombshell. Yeah. 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 For Mm-hmm. And then for Rochelle, um, Rachel True, she's another one who, like, I didn't have a big problem with her, but she's kind of bland in the role, and there's a lot more that you could bring to it. And I think Gabrielle Union could have brought that. Gabrielle Union, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's another one who, like, I don't think she's had the career that she deserve exactly i totally agree at this point she had had only one credit on her filmography in 1993 but she was working in tv from 96 to 98 and then her big break came a few years later in she's all that in 99 and then bring it on in 2000 yeah so yeah yeah, so this was another one where like this could have been her kickstart and yeah i think like it's it's a cool movie. It's a good movie. I like the strength of the women and I don't and I think that the picks that actually both you and I have done just would get that across better. Yeah, like I just find it so interesting that like I said when when doing the research and there was all the, you know there was like this list of all these different actresses that were auditioned for these roles it's like how did they miss so many of these people like how did they yeah. miss somebody like Gabrielle Union or you know how did they miss Selma Blair you right. know what i mean like i i don't know like it is surprising were they doing other projects or i don't know yeah because when something like this comes out like, yeah, usually you see lists and lists of, like, 
everybody in Hollywood was, you know, trying to get the role. It's surprising. Um, since we're on that, I only found a few names. Did you find a bunch for who had auditioned? Well, for starters, they said that they auditioned over 400 actresses. Wow. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, I didn't. 400 actresses, and there was no Gabrielle Union, no Selma Blair, no. Yeah. Wow. No Rosario Dawes. Like, no. Yeah, uh, yeah they said it, they, it, they auditioned over 400 actresses. Amazing. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that is a so, lot. I don't know. I only saw, I saw Angelina Jolie and Alicia Silverstone for Sarah Bailey. Right. right. Um, I saw Scarlett Johansson, but I didn't see who she auditioned for. Oh, and then the one that I thought was kind of funny, Holly Marie Combs uh, was considered for Bonnie, which I do feel like she's similar to Nev Campbell. So it feels appropriate that that's who she was um, auditioning for. But also she ended up playing a witch for several years in the show Charmed. Charmed, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was reading somewhere where they said that this Charmed was basically like a ripoff of this movie. Yeah, it's actually, I was surprised. So the director, yeah, I think it was the director of this movie, um, Andrew Fleming, he wrote a pilot based on the craft, like after it was a hit, um, and he shopped it around. And I think he said the WB and Fox were both interested, but ultimately it went nowhere. And then one year later, the WB puts out Charmed. So, like, yeah, they just took his idea, said no thank yeah. you, and ripped him off. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, brutal. I know. Um, uh, oh, one thing that I saw that was so funny to me, and maybe it shouldn't be, they had a witchcraft consultant on the set. <laughs> yeah, that was good. But, I mean, that's also, I feel like that's smart that they yeah, did that. Because I love it. definitely it. added, like, an authenticity Mm-hmm. Movie, right? mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw this, but there was a story that um, when they were filming the scene where they all go to the beach and they've each got an animal, mm-hmm. um, that uh, they, they had a lot of trouble filming that scene. They were apparently reciting words from actual, um, I think it was Wiccan um, uh, incantations. And like strange things kept happening, like bats flew over and were, were hanging around the set over them. The ocean kept like, whenever they would say a certain phrase, the ocean kept like coming up too far. Like it was very interesting. Oh, really? No, I didn't <laughs> yeah. see that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that stuff kind of creeps me out. Yeah, me too. I have All to say like – yeah, I enjoyed watching this movie at the time, but I know that I never would have been one of those girls in high school because I would rather just stay away from all of that. <laughs> yeah, like I remember uh, in high school, I had a friend who had a Ouija board. Oh, boy. Or Ouija board. I don't know what, what mm-hmm, you call them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we used it once, and I'm telling you that it freaked me out. Oh. And I never agreed to use it again because it was too, I don't know, that stuff, I don't know what it is, but there's something about it that, yeah, it, yeah, it really, it it really gives me the creeps. Me too. I'm with you. I actually refused to use my, one of my friends had a Ouija board and I was like, nope, you can do that when I'm not here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know if she ever used it again, but I know oh. the one time we used it, it was, there was three of us and we were all freaked out Ooh. and 
Yeah, it was, it was scary. Yeah. Was scary. Yeah, I, I think for me, <laughs> number one, if I do have powers, I don't want to know. And number two, if there's a way to contact the other side, I also don't want to know. <laughs> no, no. The other side needs to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. let, let them be. Just exactly. Let them be. I did notice that the director, Andrew Fleming, said that they followed all the guidelines to earn a PG-13 rating. And it got an R anyway. Um, yeah. Because the MPAA complain that it dealt with teenage girls using witchcraft. So I guess right. they also are creeped out by it. Yeah. They weren't happy that they got the R rating, right? Of and course. They were surprised that the movie still went on to do so well in spite of it. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing is like, you know, it's about 16-year-olds. It should be for 16-year-olds. And I think it is for 16-year-olds. And, like, there's no nudity. There's no swearing. There's, like, even the violence. There's nothing super violent. I just, I don't know. That kind of got under my skin a little bit that they got the R rating because it just feels, um, what's the word? Like, you know, the, the MPAA is very puritanical, right? Yeah, so yeah, so this is something that even though they follow all the proper guidelines, they're still like, mm, no, it doesn't suit our fancy. So I don't know. I can't believe that it got an R rating either, to be yeah. perfectly honest. I mean, watching this movie now in 2020, <laughs> like, it's so, t- it's so tame. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're watching it and you're like, aw, I miss the 90s. <laughs> Things are yeah. so, like, back then it's um, so true it's like they were so yeah. less complicated than they are today yeah like that's how i felt watching it mm-hmm. but i don't know i guess watching it you know almost 25 years later from <laughs> from that prism it's different right well i'm glad it was a success even so well did you like i didn't even know this before we had chosen the movie, but they're doing a reboot of this. <gasps> Did you see that? No. In your research? Yeah, they're doing a reboot of it. And it's being produced by um, Jason. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't know if it's Jason Blum or Jason Bloom, but it's Bloomhouse Productions. Oh. Yeah, and he's done a lot of, um, like, thriller horror movies. Like, have you seen that movie Ma? It's with Octavia Spencer. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. He did that. And he's done others. I just can't remember them right now. But the the first one that comes to mind is Ma. And I watched that recently. And that was so good. But scary, right? Well, not scary. It's more of, like, I think it's more of a thriller. Oh, okay. And they're somewhat suspenseful, but... Like, I didn't find it scary. I just found it like it's kind of an edge of your... You're on the edge of your seat, for sure, watching it. But it's not like a horror movie. Okay. But, um, yeah, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm glad that he's doing it. Because I think that in his hands, he might actually do a reboot justice. Nice. So I'll be interested to see, like, what they do with it in the reboot. I guess they're probably... Yeah, they're probably too early in the stages to have any, like, casting yet. 
No, they did have casting. <gasps> uh, there, it's being directed by someone named Zoe Lister Jones. Jones? I love her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's she, great to hear. She's directing it. So I liked that they got a female director. Yes, she is the director and writer of a movie called Band-Aid from a couple of years ago, maybe like 2017 or so. That I It was my favorite movie of the year, for sure. And okay. uh, she had an all-female cast and crew, or not cast, sorry, crew um, as well, which I thought was very cool. And it's such a good movie. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm definitely going to watch this. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Like, I mean, I will definitely see the reboot <laughs> maybe not in a movie theater because <laughs> i don't know that i'll ever go to one again <laughs> oh dear <laughs> um but i mean i'll see the movie definitely when like i'm able to like mm-hmm. i would i would definitely watch a reboot i mean the, I, I enjoyed the original but i would be curious to see what they do with the reboot yeah and i think because it is like quite a beloved movie now that I think that they will work hard to do it well. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, cool. Oh, yay. That's nice news. <laughs> um, do you have any other, like, tidbits or trivia? No. Well, one thing I found that I thought was interesting was they were asking uh, Robin Tunney. Like, they did, um, they did like, a little roundtable interview. This was in 2017 with Entertainment Weekly, oh. the magazine. And so they were talking to uh, a few people in the cast, and Robin Tunney was one of the people that they interviewed. <laughs> and she said that initially she couldn't believe that she got the lead role. Oh, no. She apparently auditioned for Bonnie. Yes, that's right. I saw that. She didn't audition for Sarah. She auditioned for Bonnie, and then they offered her the lead, the Sarah Bailey role, and she said that she didn't feel like she was good enough uh-huh. to take on the role. And I was like, I agree with you. <laughs> oh, I agree no. with you. Um, but she said that her agents called her and they told her that she had to take it because it was a studio movie and it was like the first yeah. big thing that she'd been offered. So they told her, like, you have to take this. Yeah, I get it. So um, she took it. She was wearing a wig throughout this movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, because you haven't seen Empire Records, right? No, I haven't. Okay, well, you probably won't, so I don't think I'm spoiling anything. But uh, she shaves her head in that movie. Right, right. And so, yeah, she had no hair, and so she had to wear a wig for this. And uh, was something else that like was just kind of like an odd little coincidence is that in Empire Records, she had scars on her wrist as well from trying to commit suicide that went horizontal. And then in this movie, they're vertical. Oh. And they even comment on it and say, like, you did it the right way or something like that. Right, right. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of weird. Okay. Okay. Well, the ratings for this movie on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes um, are actually identical for once. This is... Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty rare. So it got a 55% on both. For IMDb, that was from 20 critics and Rotten Tomatoes from 56 reviewers. So I think it deserves a little higher than 55. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah, it's kind of low. But I mean, 
I also didn't look at the cross section of who the reviewers are. So if it's a bunch of old men, like maybe they were like, mm, this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. It's always those old white men. They ruin everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So let's take our second break and then we can come back for our final segment. This episode of Repodcasting is brought to you by the Explore Podcast a new fiction anthology podcast brought to you by Jupiter Theatre with Media Lab YYC. Each episode takes an imaginative dive into the past and future of your city, transporting you to fictional worlds that mirror our own through music and the power of the voice. The stories will immerse you in rich audio dramas while you explore the world through a new lens. Grab your headphones and set off on an urban adventure into the city through stories of speculative fiction with episodes ranging from film noir and magical realism to urban fantasy and indigenous mythology. Listen to Explore on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit theaterjupiter.com slash explore to find out more. And now back to the show. And we're back, and it's time for our last segment. Hold me close, young Tony Danza. It's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we cast Tony Danza into one of the parts in this movie. So, Janet, uh, this was one of the tougher assignments this time. Yeah, so I, admittedly, I forgot to cast Tony, <laughs> but I feel like there weren't a lot of rules for him anyway, so mm -hmm. I'm just going to cast him as Sarah's dad. I did the same for the same reason. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was looking at who are the options for him, and it was actually kind of refreshing to be like, oh, there's almost no male parts. So, um, yeah, I also cast him as Sarah's dad, because also, like, Sarah's dad is a really nice dad in this, and Tony yeah, fits that true. perfectly. Tony's always the dad. He also, <laughs> I mean, you could have maybe put him in as, isn't there, um, there's like the witchcraft shop? Yes. He could have been the owner of that as well. Yeah, there is no. one other guy there, yeah. Or he could have been the Skeet Ulrich character. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would have been wrong. Or Breck and Mari. levels. <laughs> but he could have been the owner of the shop. Yes, yeah. yeah. Because I could see him as being like a quirky kind of... That would have been, like, out of character for him. That it would have. Tony playing completely out of character, but maybe that would have been a good challenge for him. Yeah, that, that could have been fun. But, yeah, I agree. It would have been out of character. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I think we did it justice. And Definitely. I'm now really excited to see who ends up being the four leads in the reboot. Well, they had two names, mm. and I don't know who they were. Okay. I think they're unknowns. I think they've cast, they've gone with like unknown people. Mm, that's probably a, a good move. Yeah. I think that works sometimes, especially like for an ensemble and for a property that like everybody already knows, you don't need to have big names to draw people in. So that should work. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So that's it for us this month. You can find us on social media at repodcasting. And if you have any suggestions for movies that you'd like us to recast, you can send those along to repodcasting at gmail.com. And speaking of suggesting titles for us to recast, Janet, what are we recasting next month? 
So for November, we will be discussing Bridget Jones' diary. Mm-hmm. And that is a listener's pick. Yeah. Someone who um, has challenged us <laughs> to recast that movie. So I'm actually really looking forward to that. Yeah. And it is a challenge because she is, the character is iconic. So this will be interesting. You can watch the movie on Netflix Canada and recast along with us. And I think that's it for this month. Thanks, as always, for joining me, Janet. Thanks, Lucia. Bye.